Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to the third episode of Buffalo Sports Banter. Today is May 25th, 2023. Another big week in Buffalo sports. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, Hunter, how you doing on this this good old Thursday afternoon-ish, late afternoon-ish time? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, not to make it by myself, but it is officially the first Thursday in which I'm a college grad- graduate and doing a show. So pretty exciting stuff there. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to get rolling with some more great topics. Yeah, well, congrats on that. Um, obviously, if you guys are listening, watching, comment, congrats if you want a little message, whatever. Any advice you got for for Hunter? Obviously, me too. I mean, I'm I graduated last year, but we're both young. So, if you have any advice for us, you know, get in life and everything, let us know down below. But got a lot of news to talk about, a lot to get through. I mean, there's probably topics that a lot of people want us to talk about that we're just not going to get to this week, right? Um, but let's just start it off. We talked a little bit about the Amherst last week, right? Big series coming up. They ended up winning on Tuesday, four five to one. One started the game up four nothing against the Hershey Bears. Seven straight wins after dropping the first two games in the playoffs. So they started the playoffs off 2-0. Now they're seven straight cruising right now. They're in the semifinals. Game two is tonight. Um, but yeah, so they they got the 1-0 series lead. Malcolm Subban, 20 of 21 shots stopped. Joseph Sacconi, I'm probably going to mispronounce that. Joseph Sacconi, Brett Murray, um, Matt Bartowski, and Lucas Rusek all scored for um, for the Amherst. Don't actually know who the fifth one was now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but, yeah, so those are the four of the guys who scored. Big win, up one nothing, And big news coming. Matthew Savoy is playing tonight. Sabres, arguably top prospect. I mean, he's he was drafted the highest, I think, that isn't in the NHL yet, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and everybody's got major hype for this guy, right? He's looked amazing um, when he was with his old team, I believe it was the... Uh, Winnipeg in the WHL, I believe. Yes, Winnipeg. I'm, do you know what their team name is, actually? No, all, all I got for you is that they come from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and that they're in the WHL. I can picture that for some reason, I can picture their, their logo. It's like that. Um, it's like a monster, snow monster. I'm blanking it. Yeah, we're, we're looking it up right now. Um, the ice. <laughs> the ice. Yeah, so they're the ice, but they got, I think it's their logo is like a. Like it's a, like a. Uh, what do they call it? The abominable snowman uh, yeah, yeah. from cartoons, a fierce looking uh, kind of like a snowy yeah. um, Bigfoot kind of thing, right. right? Yeah, one of those so, Star Wars characters, uh, maybe even too. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. A, I haven't watched all the Star Wars, so I'm not not <laughs> not gonna be familiar there. But yeah, so big win for them. They're up one zero, right? Big game tonight. Exciting game tonight. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be tuning in before I go watch my Celtics probably lose game five. Um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts? Just obviously quick thoughts on Savoy Savoy playing tonight. Are you excited to hear about him, see him, watch him play? 
um, and just overhaul the 5-1 win to keep things rolling. Absolutely. Uh, I did tune in for the latter portions uh, on Tuesday, and uh, that was spectacular to see. I had looked at Twitter. I saw 3 nothing in the first already. I was like, whoa, I better turn my uh, television on here. And so a great way to finish it, silence the crowd. And that, the broadcasters, uh, I think what's neat, too, is that uh, Buffalo Market uh, television uh, cable uh, owners, consumers, get it on MSG now. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's really neat to see. And so that's how I was able to watch. You get the Hershey broadcast feed. So that, that's cool. They'll get some new voices. Um, and they like they were talking about uh, coming down to Chocolate Town, I guess, of course, with Hershey Park there and it, the chocolate company being from there. So it was great, though, to silence that crowd there at the giant uh, center, I believe it's called, the supermarket there in Pennsylvania. Um, but, yeah, domination, really, 5-1, never was never were down, never really looked uh, in, in worry. Um, and so adding a, a talent like Matthew Savoy um, on paper, it, you would think that it should be an even better performance. Um, so we'll see what he has to bring to the table. I know, was he a final uh, semifinals of, of the WHL? I believe they may have lost to either. I know Seattle was involved in that. I'm not sure if that's who they lost to in the semis or was on, on the other side of the bracket, but um, whatever it was, a great finish for Winnipeg in the WHL. So I'm sure he's, ready and raring to go to get back on the ice. Um, kind of reminds me of a guy like Cal McCarr playing um, in the NCAA hockey championships and like two days later suiting up to play for the Avs. So I'm looking forward to it, and, and hopefully for the sake of the Amherst and Sabres organization, we see a 2 nothing seriously headed back uh, to Rochester. Yeah, actually they lost in the finals, 4-1 to one series um, there for them. But, you know, I mean, he's coming over. I'm excited to at least – watch a little bit of him. I mean, he the, the clips make him look insane, right? You see these clips of him playing over in the WHL, and it looks like he's playing with kids that are 45 years younger than him. Like, they, they just got no chance. Um, but, yeah, it should help. I wonder – I'm wondering what line he's going to be on. I wonder if they're going to place him maybe with Rusek or maybe with Coolidge. I mean, Coolidge is another guy who's been killing it. He didn't get a goal last game, but he got another assist to keep his point streak going to seven games. So, every single game in the playoffs, he's had a point. Um, so – Amherst got a lot of things going. Just wanted to touch on them quick before we get into some Sabres news, which a lot of people I think saw coming. A lot of people were arguing about, but it's the Kyle Poso signing. He is returning on a one-year $2.5 million deal. Last year, he had 11 goals, 17 assists for 28 points in 75 games. So not a, not a bad season by any means, especially on a fourth-line guy. Um, but yeah, he's t- going to be turning 35 this season, 35. So he's an old man, right? And we, they got him, I believe seven years ago, uh, seven, either seven or eight. They signed him then to a six year contact extension. I think it was a six by six. Um, and then, yeah, now he's been here for a long time going into then another season. He's 16 games away from a thousand, um, games in his career, huge milestone for him. And he's just a locker room guy, right? He's everybody. That's what everybody says. You got to bring him back. He's a locker room guy. So what are your thoughts on the re-signing? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Are you kind of in the middle? Do you understand both? Um, and then, you know, why, why is, why are you thinking that way? Yeah, I can understand both sides. I mean, the positives, you get a guy that's familiar with the organization. That's kind of the, uh, almost the dad of the team. If you want to call it that guy, um, the veteran that knows what the league's about can help the young guys coming in. And as he's already done, um, and he's been here long enough where those young guys that he's helped are now uh, you wouldn't consider them in the young category anymore, uh, I would say. Um, 
And so, yeah, and with the deal, one year, two and a half million, that's really not all that bad considering the cap space the Sabres have available. Um, so I, I think that's a smart move. Uh, again, you would figure, too, with the trajectory of the team, uh, one year, maybe that signals uh, kind of like we saw with Craig Anderson, maybe the finale this year would be the last time he, he steps on some NHL ice as a player. So going back to what we saw and what this team is capable of, uh, actually, now that I think about it, very similar to Kyle Williams. Um, maybe that last year, it, I'd always made the playoffs with the Islanders before, but yeah. kind of like one of those last times uh, to make a, another playoff run. Um, it, I believe that we would be capable, the Sabres would be capable. Um, and so, yeah, I don't mind that at all. I, but again, I could see the criticism. Oh, you got to save the money for the youth talent in the free agency pool. Or uh, like, what was his production like? Why, why would the team bring him back when it was not as high as it maybe was in the past? But where I side with it, I don't mind it, um, especially for the the number that it's at. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see him come back. And I know I had mentioned this earlier on social media. Um, whatever that home game is for the thousand, thousandth game, I would certainly like to be there um, yeah. if I'm still in town at that time. Um, I think that'd be pretty special. I know uh, it's definitely quite a feat to be able to reach that. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's a huge milestone, right? And if there's any guy that's earned it, it is Kyle Oposo. I mean, if you've been in the league for this long, you've you've been such a good leader in the locker room. But when it comes to liking or disliking or resigning, I, I'm in the middle. I, I'm dead center in the middle. I, If I was making the choice, I get it. I understand he's a great locker room guy. I, I, get, I get that he's a huge part of that locker room. And he didn't play bad defense last year. He was very good on the penalty kill, right? He was he's he's a hard working guy. But when it comes to the skill wise, I, I don't think it makes too much sense. And um, I mean you could always rebuttal on this, but I, I just think his legs slow down way too much. Like he looks very slow on the ice. He he and for what he does well, not great, it's just well, right? Like even on when the things that he's doing good are they're they're not that amazing right they're a little bit above average um but i i just think you can get somebody better i think another season for him is is he going to be physically able to it looked like he physically on the ice was struggling to get up and down the ice last year um so i'm that's the only reason i would dislike it uh i would have said if you were going to bring him back bring him back as a coach i get but i also get he's got 16 games to a thousand let him get it um but again you have so many forwards coming in here right you got I mean, Savoy, is he going to come up? Is Coolidge going to come up? I'd rather have them take that spot over Akposo, Um, At least afterward, after he gets a thousand games, I, I would say I've always said it. And I know this, I, I don't know if they'd ever do this, but the, you know, send him down to the, to Rochester where he does never actually goes to Rochester. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm in the middle on this. It, it's so back and forth for me. I'd rather them go somewhere else. But I, like I said, I completely understand them bringing them back. Right? I completely get it. Huge locker room guy. But I also feel like they have a lot of good locker room guys. I mean, Tux looks like he's a great locker room guy. Delines look like he's coming into his loan as a leader. Um, I mean, even even Levi already as a 21 year old looks like he's got the mantra to be a very good leader. Saying you know. We got to be confident, but we still got to, you know, get out here and work. Things happen. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm. That's all I'm going to say with it. Um, it's going to be good to see him get that six, that a thousand games, though. It will definitely be one of those moments where you're like, okay, maybe, maybe now I'm thinking this way. But then once he gets that six, that a thousandth game, I'll be like, all right, this is this is a cool moment. It's nice for him to get it. Um, and 
it's kind of like the passing of the torch. But my other question, actually, I didn't have this down. Do you think that they will keep him as the captain? Because there's been some talk saying that it's kind of like the passing of the torch. He's still on the team, won't play every game, give the seat to somebody else, let him kind of mold them in his last season to be that captain. I personally think that he'll, he'll probably keep it and they'll just play, sit him every once in a while. But what do you think for the captain? Yeah, I would agree. I would say I, my, well, so it leads into my prediction of this is going to be his last year. So I would say don't ruffle the feathers and just let it ride out the way that it has been since last year. Um, I would like to see uh, Tuck get a letter though. I, I think that he's really earned a letter. Uh, so an A. Um and maybe, and he would be my top candidate then for the passing um, of it. If if El Pozo is really to retire, um, so I, I would say that I'll predict that it's going to stay as is. So um, what that does mean though is the A's right now, I believe, are Darlene and Gergensons. Uh, I get ten year plays into that, um, but I think maybe maybe once El Pozo retires, they do switch it up. Uh, for me, no great person, great guy, but I would say might be time to take a take that away from Gergensons and put, give it to somebody else. Darlene, I think, is earned that, and he'll keep that. I think Darlene's a letter-bearer, letter bear, letter wearer for the rest of his career here. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. an odd offer there. Oh, yeah, he's definitely – Darlene's definitely going to be one of the guys that at least has an A on his chest for a long time. Um, Gergensen, we still have to see if they resign him, obviously. I, again, there's so many forwards. At this point, I don't know – him and Joe's have to be resigned. Are they both going to let him – are they going to let both of them walk? Because – they just have so many forwards. It's so many, like, and so many young guys. Do you want to put Coolidge down there when he's killing it in the AHL? That's going to be a huge conversation. We'll probably get into that later on, especially after the Amherst are done with the playoffs. But I mean, a lot of questions they're going to have to answer this year, especially in the forward group and see how they set it up. Um, but at the same time, it's going to be hard to mess it up because you have so much talent there and so much young talent. Um, but yeah, a little bit of other NHL news. Um, Florida Panthers moving on. Going to the Stanley Cup final, they, of course, got two former Sabres in Brandon Montour and Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart's been an amazing player for them this whole series. I mean, and Montour, they've both been amazing this whole playoffs for them. Um, but they, they scored with, what, four seconds left, 4.7 mm-hmm. seconds left to move on. Amazing highlight. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, and, yeah, so the Carolina Hurricanes get get eliminated from the playoffs in a late penalty call. So it seems, seems a little bit familiar. Um, I think a lot of Sabres fans would, would be able to say the same thing. But, yeah, so they're moving on. Vegas tonight, they're up 3-0. Jack Eichel, obviously another Sabre. So a lot of former Sabres in the in this last little bit of the playoffs, final three teams. Vegas, do you think they're going to move They're going to move on? Thoughts on Carolina or Panthers moving on? And then who would you want to win? And just your overall thoughts on the, the Sabres, former Sabres players in the playoffs here. Yeah, for tonight, um, I'll, I'll actually say it's going to be in the style of uh, what I see happening in the NBA. So you, you go up 3 nothing. I'll say the green uh, the green jersey wearers will get one game, um, as we saw otherwise. But then I think going back, it'll be 4-1 in both series. So I'm, I'll give Dallas tonight, but um, heading back, that would be back in Nevada. Uh, yeah. Vegas could close it out. And so which would, of course, mean for me at least, um, Panthers, Knights. I will be siding with Florida, surely. Uh, I'd rather see an organization that's been around longer not having one get one. Um, this is, of course, the, this is of course only their second appearance. Uh, I know that was a thriller in 1996 versus Colorado. That's like triple overtime. Yui Krupp, 
uh, game winner for the Avs. I remember that, the first uh, era of the Rats coming down on the ice. Um, And so you have Reinhardt and Montour with um, Florida, which I would heavily support getting a cup. And so I'll, I'll be siding with, with the Panthers too. And I you know it was actually interesting. I thought of this while you were talking about kind of Oposo Gergensen's for cats fans. You have to wonder like John Huberto, probably heart and soul of the team there. You'd ship him to Calgary for a guy that uh, at least with some, I'm sure is not as easily likable into Chuck as maybe Huberto and Weger possibly was, but look at what the payoff is. So it's kind of like, are you willing to, so you can relate that back to Sabres. Are you willing to maybe let a guy like Gergensen's, go to bring up the likable guys, not saying Savoy and um, Kulich are as feisty and maybe controversial as the Chuck is, but are you willing to let those familiar faces go in order to maybe open up a spot for something that could blossom as high as this has? So interesting point there, but in summary, uh, signing with the Cats for sure. Yeah, Sam, I'm going with the Cats as well. I mean, I just... And I get, I get the whole thing of people saying we gotta let it go. It's Eichel, like, I gotta let it go. Maybe this will be a good thing. No, I, it's why would that be a good thing for for people? That would just make everything. Now you have to make the playoffs next year. I feel like if Eichel wins it this year, it puts more pressure on them getting the playoffs next year because it's like, well, he just won the cup. Plus, the team that lost was the other guy guy you traded and Sam Reinhart. And then they missed the playoffs this year. It's then a lot of people would be asking questions, right? It would be a huge thing. So I know I think it would be better for the Panthers to, to do it. And I get a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the Panthers fans are kind of annoying as well. I, we got Devin Levi out of them. That it, at the end of the day, it's a win-win trade for both. And same with, same with obviously the Vegas one. Um, and I will say, I do think Eichel has matured a little bit in the past year. Um, but still, I mean, you, you can't, you can't really fix the way things ended. You can't fix some of the things that have set, been said on both sides, obviously, because I'm not going to pretend like like Buffalo has been perfect with how they've responded to Eichel. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's definitely for, for Sabres fans like you got to be kidding me, right? Like these two teams are making it. Um, so I, I'm not I'm going Panthers all the way. I'm happy then for I'll be happy for Sam Reinhart and, and Brandon Montour if they win it and Bobrovsky too. I mean. It's nice to see him all of a sudden just turning on again, right? Because he's been kind of a guy that everybody said, you know, been up and down. You got that huge contract, and then just they were trying to move him, I think, a year ago, and it's just kind of turned into a mess. But now he's playing unbelievable. So good for the Panthers. Vegas, we'll see if they can close it out tonight. Big playoffs going on. I mean, we're getting down to it, right? Both in the NBA and the NHL, they're getting down to it. Um, And very similar now that I'm thinking about it, right? Like you said. Nuggets won four zero, Panthers won four zero. It's just the East and West are swapped, and if the if Vegas loses tonight, then they will they end up winning four one, and so does uh, Miami tonight. It's just a little swap, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll definitely talk about it again probably next week because it's going to be right there. We'll definitely will. I imagine by then Vegas had would have won the series. If they haven't won it by then, then we'll have be having a different conversation and a more interesting conversation. But uh, yeah, so. A lot of hockey news, and actually, we have one more thing for hockey that Hunter's going to get us into. Yeah, and I and to quickly touch on some last points, um, I would I was going to say you also have uh, for to keep it uh, neutral here. You have William Carrier and Braden McNabb with Vegas as well. Got to go way back for Braden McNabb. That's actually the era if you remember those uh, word mark Buffalo kind of script jerseys with the block yellow uh, and the blue font on the back, and then of course Carrier the expansion pick. Um, as well as, if I'm not mistaken, you have Aaron Ekblad 
great to see him come back from that scary injury a couple years back. And Reinhardt, I want to say back-to-back one or two picks in their draft class. Very interesting in, uh, in that regard as well. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, our last hockey topic, uh, the Arizona Coyotes and the debacle with an arena uh, and where they will play. And so we know that they'll have the, I believe, 5,500-seat 5, arena space one more year next season, Arizona State Sun Devils hockey, Maud Arena. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just you have AHL teams playing in bigger arenas. You have that's, that's just embarrassing. It's it's yeah. As an organization, how do you let this happen? I know that I'm cutting you off, but how, like that's I I don't I'm flabbergasted that they they've, they're letting this happen. I mean, it's bad enough that they had to do it one year, and now it's just yeah. So. Sorry to cut you off there, but I well, just it's no, I get it. I mean, you have, I believe, ECHL teams. I know, I believe the Sabres affiliate, the Cincinnati Cyclones, play in U.S. Bank Arena in Cincinnati, and that outweighs 5,500. So it's, it's, uh, I, I guess you could say unfortunate. I've seen some of the locker room conditions not ideal for what NHLers are used to, um, by any means. So I, I would say I'm still. Uh, I know I'm sure there's a reason why I'm just so surprised that a deal couldn't be worked out with the Suns. Um, it's an already built arena. Um, I, I want to say some rumblings were that the new owner was maybe slightly opposed. Matt Ishiba um, could be wrong there, but it's just really unfortunate. You couldn't work that out. You don't have to build and spend a whole chunk of money. Taxpayers would not be as, as affected. Maybe even if uh, they would be affected, I mean, you're not building anything new. So, yeah. Unfortunate to see that didn't work out that way. Um, I know that they're now with, and now of course the vote being uh, not going in their favor for the Tempe site. Um, I, that was interesting as well. Uh, a um, landfill was the site it was going to be on. So why, why are you so interested in keeping a garbage waste dump? Uh, you would have cleaned that up. I think the cost of the cleanup may have been a factor, but um, still I would be, if I was a Tempe resident, I would be devastated to see what that was. And I would have been campaigning for the yes side. Um, so tough to see that fall through. I know now they're looking at, I, I believe the, the town or city is called Mesa, Arizona is a possibility. Um, my thought was at least why not share with your AHL affiliate, the Tucson Roadrunners. It's like three grand more in the seat department. So not a ton, but at least it's, uh, I mean, you would say AHL is professional hockey. Yeah. So uh, my thought was there. I, I guess that's not maybe of interest um, or look into sharing with the Sun Devils or Wildcats basketball. That's heading more towards size wise, although I'm sure college facility and it is, I'm sure the Suns would be more equipped to share basketball with hockey than football, or I'm sorry, basketball would be. But uh, so other cities, uh, if it comes down to that, some interesting choices. I know I just watched a video actually from our good friends over there at Bar Down. Uh, TSN that the largest uh, market without a team in America is Houston. Um, would Texas be able to support another team? I know what I've heard is that Dallas and Houston, while they're in the same state, are almost nothing like each other. Kind of similar to Buffalo, New York City. Um, interesting choice there. You would figure maybe share with the Rockets. Um, uh, other ones being um, Kansas City. I know Pat Mahomes is very, very in tune with trying to get them there, and I believe they have an NHL ready arena in the. Um, T-Mobile, uh, whatever the Vegas is not called, Center maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, as well as another one, Salt Lake City, the Jazz owner is very uh, interested in bringing him there. You'd figure they would share with the Jazz. Um, I saw a tweet from him was someone asked, like, uh, what what are the chances of an uh, NHL team coming here? And the response was, in motion. 
So I think that might be a little far-fetched perhaps, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. And then, yeah. of course, on the eastern side of things, you have Quebec City, um, although that brings a tough question because it's not uh, an expansion. It's a relocation, so that would mess up the eastern-western distribution of the league. So I'm, I'm thinking if they're going to move, it'll stay western. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm rooting for them to stay. Um, I, I would hate to see a team lose their city. Um, we've seen that with St. Louis going to L.A. Um, of course, they did originate from L.A., the Rams did. Um, San Diego, really hated to see that one for them going to L.A. Um, Seattle with the Supersonics, devastating there. I know with that, not to ramble off too much, but the owner claimed that, oh, we're going to find a way to make him stay, and then his intentions all along, ship him right down to Oklahoma City. Um, and, of course, the scare with the Bills to make it um, Buffalo-related. I know there was Toronto talk with Bon Jovi. Uh, it seemed to be a smoke screen. And yeah, that was – I still – if it skipped. I think Trump was in it too. Donald yeah. Trump was in it. Not exactly sure what his intentions were. Um, this Austin talk was like a year or two ago. That, of course, went up in smoke quickly. But, yeah, so I'm rooting for the Coyotes to stay in Arizona. We'll see what happens. But uh, definitely some trying times over there in the desert. Yeah, I mean, I remember when they first started talking about the new Bill Stadium, right? Um, it, there was a, a lot of people were nervous. They weren't going to be able to get something done. There was a lot of talk by saying Goodell was saying, oh, if you can't get a new stadium soon, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to step in. So, yeah, I mean, it's it sucks as when you're watching your team go through this. And, I mean, I guess it's a little different in Buffalo because then we would have left, been left with one team. And I believe Arizona would still have. As the three others, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's not as bad. But still, it sucks. I mean, either way, it's horrible. Um, and, I mean, obviously, the, the Coyotes have been – a dumpster fire for a little bit recently. Um, it hasn't been exactly the best few seasons for them. And now that they got this going on, it's just, it, it, it really is just horrible. But if they're going to move, I, I really hope it's Salt Lake city. I think Utah would be an awesome, awesome city to get it. Houston. I just, Texas doesn't need another, another team to me in my opinion, but maybe they go there. And then, yeah, like you said, Quebec city doesn't make sense because they have so many teams, especially not even just the Eastern conference in that Northeastern region of us and canada like they have just so many teams chicago columbus the the two new york teams then you got buffalo the two uh you got pittsburgh i mean it's just down the line you got so many teams um i also heard i I doubt this is a possibility but i also heard that even pittsburgh or not pittsburgh um what's the other city i'm blanking on another city actually that they they put in there i'll have to bring that up for next time we talk about this but yeah so there's there's a couple different cities there kansas city i think is it's still a little too far east in that area for them to go there um and then so i think it's between salt lake city and houston for for them if they do move i i'm kind of on the fence on if i want them to move but because i know how it would feel when people saying they all they wouldn't care if the bills move they should move them i get that at the same time, I also get the other side. I get why people were saying that about, about the Bills having them move because it does make sense some, to some extent to have a team like that move. Um, but they don't have exactly diehard fans, I believe, as Bills Mafia. Is. So that's the part that is even more so if the Coyotes move, I understand it even more. Um, but it, we'll, we'll see what happens. It just sucks that it's going down this way, and it sucks that these players have to go through another season playing at Arizona state's campus, like as a player, that's got to take some toll on you, right? You're going, you already went through one season. Now you got another one where it's like, Oh, here we go again. Like, it's just, it, it, we got to play in this little arena. And when you're playing in that, you, like you said, the, the locker rooms aren't great. So is it even affecting you even more now? Is it affecting your play? Is it affecting 
not even just your play, your outside mindset when you're in practice, it, it can just, it can really take a toll. I feel like it's just horrible to see that. And I feel bad for the players. Um, I, I, do you have any thoughts on that type of thing? Like just as a player, how you would feel going back to that, that arena? I would say, uh, I was going to say for many of these guys, they're coming from college and the hopes and dreams are to escape and grow from an arena that, or I'm sorry, a locker room that might resemble what you have at mullet, but they're just going right back to it. Especially the young guys. I'm sure you can go as soon as two years back. They're probably like, oh, to their stallmate. Hey, can't wait to get out of this type of scene and get into a professional locker room and not the case. So I'm sure it does take a little bit of a toll. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're getting paid handsomely, of course, as all athletes, most, most professional athletes are. So I'm sure it's kind of like a many would have the deal with it response. Um, but again, uh, we don't know what the mental health um, of these players are and how that might affect it. So, yeah, I would say it's, it's unfortunate to see that you have to go back there um, with with uh, uh, seating uh, availability and size of it, what it is. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks, right? It's it's something that you don't want to see for any city, like I've said a million times. I mean, I probably feel, I feel like a, just, I'm on repeat with that, right? It's, it's horrible. Um, but, yeah, I mean... <sighs> If I if I want them to move, I'm gonna go Salt Lake Salt Lake City, right? It's just gonna have to happen. I mean, I think Utah would be a good spot. Um, I believe they only have one team in Utah, right? It's you, just if you count MLS, Real Salt Lake, but for the more majors, four sports would just be the Jazz. Yeah, so they just got one. Be nice to give them another team. Um, and even though Jazz fans can get themselves in trouble sometimes. Uh, over there in Utah, I know that they don't have the best reputation. They're still good fans, right? They still, I mean, at least support their team a lot. So, um, yeah, that's that's it's unfortunate situation. We did have one more thing that we were going to get into, but I feel like we're, we're just going to leave it for next week because we're we spent a lot of time on this this Coyote situation because we can relate to it, right? We, it's one of those things where we just went through it what two three years ago, two years ago, and still even until the papers were signed, what a month ago, people were still like, ah, is it gonna is it going to happen? Until that first thing goes in the dirt, that first shovel goes into the dirt, you're you're still on the fence. So, but then that other topic we're going to leave for next week. Um, it's it's one that I think a lot of a lot of people will like, definitely for sure. I mean, it's it's been going all over Twitter uh, since the clip came out. Um, I'll we'll give them a hint. I guess it's just well, it's it's a, a former Bill making a play and seeing if somebody else can replicate that now in buffalo so we'll get into that next week though uh, but before we head off we're gonna do our, our little history segment i don't have something this week i for some reason just couldn't couldn't find something um couldn't think about something but i guess if i did have to say something um there's never been i, I or actually i'll do this if the amherst make it to the finals, I will buy me and you a ticket to that thing because I don't have a history thing today. So we'll figure that out later on. But um, everybody else can hear it now. If they, if they go to the finals, me and HLC will be going to a going to a game. We'll look at some clips for everybody. But yeah, so that because I don't have a history thing, I'll do that. But you do have your your HLC's fact of the day day in history. Um, that you want to shout out your, your guy that you usually get it from here and there, but I know sometimes you also just know them in general. So go ahead your HLC's day in his day in history. Well, I appreciate such an offer. So we'll, we'll be rooting on our Amherst. So uh, halfway there with a win tonight, we'll see what transpires. Uh, we'd love to make another trip up to the blue cross arena. 
Um, but yes, for, for our day in history here, another shout out, a really, really great account does not get the attention it deserves. Go. If you're a Buffalo sports aficionado, uh, history fan, go follow buff sports history, B U F F S P O R T S capital H S T R Y spectacular account. They're actually, once I got, when I got Twitter and I think 2016, they were probably like my third or fourth follow to be honest. And they actually followed me back. So shout out to them for that. But today, very interesting. Let's head back to the baseball diamond in 1952. So I believe that would be uh, 20, or I'm sorry, 71 years ago. Um, Jeez. 1,800 people in the stands witness the, at the time, Buffalo Clowns sweep a twin bill from the Memphis Red Sox. Um, I don't exactly have what league this is, as I didn't really know about the Buffalo Clowns then. Um, but And, of course, the Memphis Red Sox. What a, what a collaboration there. But why this, is just, why this is significant, it was the first game at the old Offerman Stadium. That, that was the old Bison Stadium. What Then, we, of course, they built Pilot Field, now known as Salem Field. Milwaukee Braves scout Dewey Griggs first laid eyes on a young shortstop. One named Henry Lewis Aaron, better known as Hank Aaron. So pretty neat. 71 years ago, Hank Aaron plays in Buffalo, and that's where uh, his first team, the Milwaukee Braves, their scout notices him. So how about that? Um, I I would love to see that get some more attention up. Uh, Doesn't have to be yours, but a possible GOAT in the sport is discovered first by his first team in our city. How neat is that? Um, Rest in peace, Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, probably – uh, along with Honus Wagner, my two favorite kind of um, past era ball players, um, and so I think that's really really neat. So I will say I just looked it up. It, they, they were part of the Negro American League, hmm. so okay. it was a little bit of obviously smaller league, but they were apparently very successful. Uh, nine nineteen fifty one was the year they arrived. They won two championships, fifty two and fifty five. So they it looked seemed like they were they were here for five years. It looks like. Um, yeah, and they played at Offerman Stadium, like you said, Michigan and on Michigan and East Ferry. So, a little interesting thing. I'm just pull, I just pulled this up here. I never, I've never heard of them either. Um, although there, some people call them. They were considered the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Hmm. So, yeah, something that I guess I did bring a history fact up today, but um, I guess I piggyback off you. But yeah, that's interesting. That is really fun. Uh, here's a quote. Actually, they they ran the bases backwards, stole third from first, and shot craps during ga- the game. They would put okay. They would put a woman in the lineup or send them send somebody who's very short uh, to a pinch hitter to the plate. So <laughs> seems like a very interesting team kind of confused on the whole thing i'll have to read up on it more and we'll have to bring it back another day and just talk about it um yeah that's a little bit interesting that's i mean it i yeah i i've never heard of that league i'm trying to see if they have anything about um hank aaron i'll say i've I've of course heard of the negro leagues but i feel like this might be uh maybe a subdivision or like a because it doesn't seem like it's the same with like the Pittsburgh Crawfords and the Homestead Grays and all that. Um, but yeah, so they were only here for five years. Okay. And then they became the Indianapolis clowns. And yeah, so they were independent and then they were in the Negro major league, then the Negro American league. 
and then they were independent again until 1962. So, yeah, this is a very weird... They had like eight nicknames. The Miami Giants were a nickname. Ethiopian Clowns, Cincinnati Clowns. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what was going on here. Um, and then, yeah, there's the Hank Aaron. He ended up signing his first professional contract for $200 a month. $200 <laughs> a month. That, that's probably, back then, that's probably amazing. Right? I don't know how, I, I'd have to do the calculations. But yeah, wow, that is, that is, I don't know if you'll be able to top this one. I know. How about that? Uh, I would have to say top five ball player of all time is his first his talent is first discovered by his first MLB team in but in our city of Buffalo, New York. I think that's that should be put on a billboard. That's how amazing I think that is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think you'll t- I don't know if you'll top that one. No. I mean, I guess we'll get to that point that we'll know that when when there's something like that, we'll come back to this because we'll be like that that just topped it. But that that is one of that is amazing. Um, so yeah, that there's the a day in history for from HLC. Can obviously do those every week, um, and I'll have a history fact next week. I won't be piggybacking off of HLC this next week, but um, yeah, that's gonna do it for us. We'll have our other topics next week. Let us know if you guys have any anything you want to see us discuss: Bills, Sabers, Bandits, down the line, even if it's just sports in general, NHL, NBA, just any other outside of Buffalo. Because um, obviously, we got into the Coyotes a little bit today, but they're kind of related to Buffalo in a little bit but uh yeah so how many you got any last words before we end it here not a ton other than go amherst would like to see them get up to a two nothing here and uh for the green the green guys and both uh leagues we'll see what happens um facing elimination we'll see if both or one can stave them off stave it off and we'll we'll find out yeah so let us know down below what you guys think like comment subscribe obviously we're over here in belton buffalo um and uh if you, anybody ever has any comments you know just we're, we're here to we're here to go over them and we'll pop, pop them up on the screen and go over them whatever so um thanks for tuning in as always go buffalo as always and uh we will see you guys next time <laughs>